Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. For the Yankees, they're still up 3-0. Uh, Aaron Judge walked at his first at bat and then um, pop up that was caught on the warning track um, for his second at bat. So uh, 0 for 2 uh, when it comes to hitting that 61 that we're so anxious for him to achieve. It's top of the fourth right now. Yankees are up 3 0. As for the Mets, no score right now. Top of the fourth at home against this Marlins team. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tom. It is actually uh, two to nothing. As you were saying that, Brian De La Cruz hit a home run to center field off Taiwan Walker. It's now two nothing Marlins. Ooh, it must that be the is... last name Cruz. You know something about that Cruz. <laughs> so that, so that is pretty dangerous. As we know, Walker uh, twelve and five with a three five three ERA on the season, but his first sixteen starts. His batting, his his pitching, uh, his his pitching was was at two fifty five, two five five. His last eleven starts, his ERA has jumped up to five eleven. So obviously he has been struggling. Um, he has uh, thirty five strikeouts against the Marlins in thirty two innings pitched, and a two two three ERA against the Marlins. But nonetheless, uh, he has not uh, had the great production as we've seen him have at the start of the season so far in, in in the in the tail end of the season and so here we are right now and as Tom said the Marlins are up 2-0 against the Mets Lazardo on the bump for the Marlins tonight he's three and seven with a three five seven ERA but here's the thing seven of his last 10 starts he's only given up two runs if not less um, here's something that, that Mets fans can can maybe hang their hats on, and that is uh, once Lazardo is pulled, uh, the uh, the bullpen uh, 20th in Major League Baseball the last two weeks with a 4-5-0 ERA. So we'll see what happens there. Keep you on top of what's going on with the Mets because, again, really important. There's seven games left, obviously three against the Atlanta Braves, but, of course, you want to go into that Atlanta Braves series up, not down, and how important that series is going to be. I will tell you this from speaking from experience. Right now, we're up here in New York. Um, I don't know about you, but you know, I'm 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 watching, of course, you know, all the TV and and reports in regard to this hurricane and and, and what's going on. Uh, I'm originally born and raised in Miami. I've been through several hurricanes. I lived through Hurricane Andrew. Okay, and you know, leading up to a hurricane, there's so many things that you have to be concerned about. There's so many things that you have to, you know, you have to get your house uh, latched down. Um, you've got to make sure that your car is filled with gas. You've got to make sure that your family is in the right place. Now, granted, this is hitting Florida, not Atlanta, but there's going to be some effect in Atlanta. 
sure that a number of the players, I don't want to call it a distraction, but I'm sure that there's a, a number of players for the Atlanta Braves that, that th- this definitely is, is something that they had to worry about that Mets fans, are, not Mets fans, but Mets players have not had to worry about. And so there's an advantage, in my opinion, there is an advantage there because it's really, it's a really stressful situation when you know that a hurricane is in your vicinity. It really is. And so that is an advantage for the Mets. Um, you know, how much of an advantage? I don't know. I, I, I just know it, it, it has some type of value uh, in regards to the Mets heading into the series against the Atlanta Braves. And again, we, we just heard from David O'Brien, who covers the, uh, the, the, uh, the Braves for the Athletic, talking about when he thinks these games are going to be played. Again, just to reiterate, he feels that possibly the Friday game will be moved up to a day game. Then everybody will hunker down in Atlanta all through Friday night, all day Saturday, Saturday night, and then play a doubleheader on Sunday. So we'll see if that's how it works out. 800-919-3776. Let's get to your calls. Let's go to Artie in Brooklyn. Artie, you're up. Welcome in. Hey, Anita. I hope mom's okay. Just uh, wish her our best. Yeah, um, she's, she's yeah, thank you so much. I, I appreciate it. M- Mama Mimi's fine. She's She's down in the Homestead area, so she was able to avoid... Uh, the brunt of this, but I have a sister who lives in Orlando and I've got a brother who lives in Jacksonville. And so this head, the storm is heading right for both of them. So uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll be fine. People. By the time it gets to them, it should be like a category two or one, but yeah, this, oh, okay. the storm looks pretty horrific. All right. So, um, give, give thank best. you. Uh, I'm watching, uh, as you know, a Jeff fan, but I'm watching the giants and I'm thinking they have a good chance against the Cowboys. It was a good game. But I was really impressed mm-hmm. with the Cowboys' backup quarterback, and impressed not because he's like he's going to make you know he's a top ten quarterback. He's going to I want him to start for the Jets or anything like that. But the fact the way he managed the game, the way he re- like went to uh, he got rid of the ball when he read blitz and things like that. And I'm thinking, wow, this guy seems like he's been quarterbacking for years. And how come I don't? You know, I, I have no idea, like, where he got drafted or anything like that. I check him out. He's undrafted. And he was on the Giants practice squad. So, yep. He was on the then, Giants practice squad when um, when yeah. Jason Garrett was here. Jason Garrett brought him here. Yep. Right. So that led to me saying it had to be like the coaching. Not only him, okay, because, you know, everybody talks about the Jets with Josh Allen and stuff like that. He couldn't hit, like, he couldn't hit a target. But yet he developed. Nobody knew that Josh Allen had it in him like that, and he had proper coach. And I guess that's what I'm coming back to, okay, is that do I have enough faith in, in Salah and, and his guys, okay, because even though he hasn't played, I should see a, a better Wilson even though he hasn't played. Am I right? I mean, Bush improved. He, he's, he's played 10 games his whole career, and Wilson's played more than that. Why shouldn't I see a better Wilson against Pittsburgh? Okay, not, yeah, let me know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I appreciate the phone call, Artie. So let, let's do this. Uh, let, let's take a break, okay? We're going to come back. We'll regroup. 
and we'll switch gears and we'll talk some NFL and, and I'll answer your question. Okay. Because really it's, it's, there's, there's a, there's a lot to unpack there. Okay. This is what I'm going to do. And, and, and I want to start this conversation. 800-919-3776. Give me the top three characteristics that you feel is the most important when it comes to playing a starting quarterback in the NFL. Give me the top three most important characteristics or maybe characteristics isn't the right word. Attributes. Okay? Attributes. Give me the top, what do you think the top three attributes are when it comes to playing the quarterback position in the NFL? How about we start right there? I think that's a really good place for us to start in regard to um, unpacking your question, Artie, and having a serious discussion in regard to Zach Wilson. Okay? We'll do that next. 800-919-3776. Anita Marks with you in for Dan Grasso this evening here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. As we know, the Steelers, without T.J. Watt, um, Micah is uh, is dealing with some type of, if I read correctly, I want to say a, a concussion. We'll see if he's able to go or not. Um, and, and as we know, this will be Zach Wilson's first start of the season after, of course, his knee injury and his knee surgery. Um, and um, we'll see what happens. As, uh, unfortunately, he's, he's going to be playing behind a, an offensive line, but now, you know, uh, Fant is, uh, is, is got an injury, and so now they're on their third tackle. Now that's on the IR. Connor McDermott now is uh, kind of a career reserve now is expected to start on the offensive line. Um, so so we'll see what happens. But uh, we just had uh, already call in, and Ira, I see you. We're going to get to you in just a second. 800-919-3776. And, you know, already called in, and, and he was talking about Cooper Rush and how well Cooper Rush has done so far this season, filling in for Dak Prescott. You know, here's here's what I find really interesting, okay? And I, I want to have a conversation about this. And, and Harvey and, and Tom, I'd love for you guys to chime in on this as well. 
when we, because we live in this era now where Lamar Jackson is, you know, how's Lamar Jackson not going to win the MVP after what we've seen for the first three weeks of the season? Uh, Jalen Hurts, um, Patrick Mahomes, you know, these quarterbacks that just have rifles for arms and can run for days. These are these the you know these are the quarterbacks that now are at the top echelon of the NFL, and these are the quarterbacks that the majority of teams, the majority of fans want on their team. But they're outliers; they're few and far between. There's very few Lamar Jacksons out there. And by the way, I've said this time and time again: Lamar Jackson would not have as much success as he has in the NFL if it wasn't for the Ravens creating, developing a scheme that, that suits his, his skill set. Lamar Jackson in what he brings to the table, um, is, is a certain skill set that a very few other quarterbacks could play and B because the Ravens have instilled it. He has thrived beyond anything imaginable, okay? So my question, 800-919-3776 is, you know, what do you feel the three most important characteristics or what I say, guys, uh, not characteristics. Um, I just don't want to use the word things. That, that quarterbacks need to have to, to thrive and be good in the NFL. I would imagine that the majority of you are going to call in and say, athletic. How athletic is Tom Brady? Here we are, and we, we, you know, not me, but many people feel that Tom Brady is the GOAT. Right? Why? Well, we live in this society where we judge people based on how many championships they win. I don't necessarily agree with that when it comes to a team sport because I feel like the majority of the Super Bowls that the Patriots have won have been because of their defense. But that's a that, that's a conversation for a different show. Uh, my point being is, for me, the most important characteristics of a quarterback, first and foremost, is cerebral intelligence. It is the most cerebral position of any sport. Understand that you have 25 seconds... And the communication device between you and your offensive coordinator gets cut off at 15 seconds. So now your offensive coordinator has to relay a a play called into you and your headset. Then you have to speak to 11 other men in a huddle and communicate to them what you're doing. And trust me, I've been in that huddle before. Not all of the 11 know exactly what they're doing. So you have to read their facial expressions and their eye gestures. And if you feel that there's one in that huddle that's like, oh, wait, what? I don't remember that play. You have to make sure that you reiterate it to him. Then as you break the huddle, you have to immediately, the minute a quarterback breaks the huddle, he's immediately turning around and trying to decipher what defense they're in. Are they in man? Are they in zone? Are they in a cover two? Is it going to be a zero blitz? What are they? 
And do I need to put a man in motion just so I can, because I can't figure out where the mic, the middle linebacker is. So am I going to put a guy in motion just so I can kind of figure out what they're doing? All that is happening within seconds. And on top of that, then you have to play the ultimate theater thespian of you have to anticipate. Now, you've read the defense. You know what the play is. You know more than likely 80% of the time what wide receiver is going to be open, and so now you want to look off the defense to try to get them to bite on another receiver or another player so that who the player, the, the, the play is designed for will ultimately be wide open. All this is happening within seconds. Seconds. And then now you get to the line of scrimmage. What happens when you get to the line of scrimmage, you finally decipher what defense they're in, and now you're saying, oh, snap. I'd say something else. It's a family show. This play isn't going to work. So now I have to audible with five or eight seconds left. And now I'm audible. Now I I don't have my offensive coordinator in my ear because his communication device is now shut off. So now I'm audibling, anticipating what play I want to call now based on the, uh, the defense that I'm assuming they're playing. And now doing, imagine doing all of that behind an offensive line that sucks. Good luck with that. So, so first and foremost, for me, most important characteristic, most important um, um, tangible, what, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm at a loss for that word right now. I apologize. Is cerebral aspect intelligence of a quarterback. Number two, obviously arm strength. And I hear scouts in, 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 Coaches say this all the time. When you are a quarterback in the NFL, you need to throw wide receivers open. DBs, defenses are so fast and they're so quick. You can't wait for a wide receiver to be open to throw to him. You have to anticipate that wide receiver is going to be open. And you have to throw him open. Okay? Half the quarterbacks in the NFL can't do that. Understand that. Okay? And if you can't do that, you're not going to have success in the NFL. And last but not least, leadership. First one in the building, last one to leave. Come in on your day off. Get work. Get therapy. Watch film. Help others. So... Cerebral aspect and intelligence, arm strength, able to act, arm strength, um, accuracy, able to throw wide receivers open and leadership. Those are my three most important characteristics for a quarterback to have success in the NFL. Not athleticism, not running a 4-3-40, not throwing the ball 100 yards, But that's where we put all our emphasis on, right? Ooh, 
you know, ah, you know, he can, he, he's so fast. He's all the, you know, he runs so well. He can so many, like so many missed tackles and he can throw the ball 90 yards and Ooh, he could throw it sidearm and look how he angles his arm and he's so fast. And that doesn't matter. You want to win in the NFL? It's not about how fast you run. It's not how far you throw the ball. It's accuracy. It's throwing wide receivers open. It's reading defenses. It's leadership. That's that's where it's at. Those are my top three. You know what my fourth is? Experience. Having a, having a quarterback come in who's got at least three years of starting in college in a pro system. Because what happens if you dra- and, and uh, you know I'm I'm gonna have Bob Wachusen on the sh- on the show tonight, and I, I know him and I are gonna get into this conversation because I'm gonna tee it up for him. Okay. If I'm if I'm a general manager in the NFL. I am not drafting a quarterback who's got one-year experience at BYU in the top five. I'm not doing it. No, no, no. No. It's such a small sample size. Of what? And and a year of COVID where the conference that BYU played in, some of their best star athletes of their opponents did not play. Because of COVID? If I'm a general manager in the NFL and I'm drafting in the top five, you can guarantee it's going to be a quarterback who's got at least three years of service in, the, in, in college playing for a top-notch program with at least three years of experience and three years of success and three years of film that I can really study. It's a quarterback who's cerebral. It's a quarterback who's uber intelligent, who reads defenses. It's a quarterback who throws wide receivers open. And it's a quarterback who's got great leadership. And if, and if those boxes don't check, all of them, all of them, I'm not drafting a quarterback in the top five. I am not. Trey Lance should not have been drafted in the top five. Zach Wilson should not have been drafted in the top five. The, the, the pressure on these two guys because of where they were drafted and the lack of experience and the lack of success that they had in the NFL, I, I, my heart goes out to them. Because if Zach Wilson was drafted at the end of the first round, if Trey Lance was drafted at the end of the first round where they should have been drafted, if not in the second round or third round where these are developing quarterbacks and it's okay for them to sit, for three, two, three, four years, learn, develop, and see. Let's see. You draft a quarterback in the second round, or at the end of the 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 end of the first. You're like, all right, you know, we'll we'll see. Like maybe he'll start in in like year two or three. You draft a quarterback in the top five. No, that dude's got to start now. And that's what the problem is with San Francisco. And, and and now here with the Jets. It's a problem. Jury's still out for me. Ira, Jeff, Mike, I see you guys will be first up when we get back. 800-919-3776. Three most important characteristics, traits, 
that you feel make a successful quarterback in the NFL, I want to hear them. 800-919-3776. Anita Marks in for Dan Grossett tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ira, you're first up. Welcome in. Hey, good evening, Anita. I hope your mom's safe down in Miami. Hopefully she gets through this. Oh, and, thank you. Um, those are some very good uh, points you brought up, and I would agree on basically everything. If you didn't say it, I probably would have repeated most of what you said. I think you could add into that maybe the internal clock of pocket present, even though guys get out and they make plays with their feet. I think quarterbacks don't need that. But, you know, as for Zach, you know, you're right. You know, and even go even for Donald. And I know Susan's going to disagree with me. They both should have sat year one. I mean, I understand that when you're taking in top five, you're kind of because of the salary cap and all the money uh, implications, they, they make them play. But at the end of the day, uh, if guys don't have that much college experience, they should sit. And there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, as for this weekend with Zach, I, I, you know what? I couldn't even have an intelligent conversation uh, of what to expect out of him. I mean, he hasn't played in a, in a live action game since last year, since Tampa Bay and Buffalo. It's almost, what, you know, eight months. He had two weeks of training camp. He played two series in a preseason game. He had probably 10 days worth of practice. So the coaches, the floor's got to be smart here. You know, he's got to give him a game plan where it's going to be run heavy. And, you know, he's got to give him easy stuff to, to, to work with. You know, you, uh, any Jets fan, you can't expect too much out of this kid this Sunday, especially in Pittsburgh against a Mike Tomlin team. I think it's a really tall task. Yeah, uh, solid call, Ira. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I would hope that uh, Jets fans, I, I would hope that their expectations are, are more realistic um, you know, here, here's another thing, you know, it's, it's, it, it, we don't, I'm assuming he's going to play with a knee race, right? And for a quarterback who relies so much on mobility, I do believe that he's going to be somewhat hampered. It's going to be somewhat rusty. Now the positive is again, there's going to be no TJ Watt. He's still out. He's on IR because of the pec injury. We'll see what happens with Micah. Apparently, he's dealing with a concussion issue. You know, he's their next leader on their defense. So we'll see what happens. But I would hope, Jets fans, uh, just realistic expectations when it comes to um, Zach Wilson this week. Let's go to Jeff in New York. Jeff, welcome in. Hey, how you doing, Mina, and everybody else who's listening? Hi. Um, thanks, for having, hey, thanks for having me. I think you're going to appreciate this because um, I think you might be a, a Dolphins fan at heart. Um, so... We're having this conversation. I wholeheartedly agree with everything you just said as far as the criteria for what makes a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. I would probably probably throw in one more ingredient, what some people call the it factor, you know, not getting razzle-dazzled or, you know, you get hit a couple of times, you get right back up. So I'll throw that in there. But um, as someone who's been a, a Miami fan all my life, I don't think we can have this conversation honestly without you know, including Tua. 
And um, if we're being honest, Tua right now is playing at a very, very high level. He leads the league in a lot of top um, QB categories. It's not just this year. I'm not getting caught up in the moment. He's 9-1 and one in the last 10, 10 games, if I'm not mistaken. And so um, as far as the, the, the conversation we're having at large, I don't think we can honestly judge a quarterback if the situation is not right. If you don't have an offensive line, if you don't have a running game, if you don't have receivers that can get separation and a defense that can you know, get on the field and get the quarterback, get the, quarterback the, the ball back, it's really unfair to judge a quarterback. And I'm, I'm speaking from experience because Tua took a lot of slack you know, you know, a lot of BS in my opinion, and now we're starting to see the fruits of what happens when an organization supports a quarterback. And until Zach gets that, I don't think we're having an honest conversation. And that's why that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, I, I mean, Jeff, it, it's a solid call. Um, you know, and I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, you know, being from Miami, yes, uh, my mom is a huge Miami Dolphins fan. My biggest concern with Tua is 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 health. He wasn't able to stay healthy in in college. You know, now we're, we're, we don't even know, will he start this week? Um, the big question mark there. Uh, you know, he's saying that the, the, the hit he took back ankle issue, there's some speculation that he's dealing with, with some type of re, like concussion residual. He's saying that no, no concussion at all. He's saying that it's a back. So we'll see what happens. That, that's for me that the, the biggest red flag when it comes to Tua was health. Okay, because he wasn't able to stay he- totally healthy, and typically guys that can't stay healthy in college don't typically turn it around in the NFL, right? But you know, you're spot on in regard to Brian Flores uh, wasn't the best head coach for him. Uh, Mike McDaniel now, this offense we're seeing him thrive, but let's let's understand what happened here. Okay, this is a, a Miami Dolphins team that was able to take advantage of a Baltimore Ravens team that in the fourth quarter lost their two starting corners. And this is a Miami Dolphins team that went up against a, a Buffalo Bills team that had was missing five starters on their defense, five, and was playing in 100-degree weather. Okay? So let's see what happens on Thursday night. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to upset your your hump night, your hump day, your hump night. Uh, but I think this is the perfect storm, no pun intended, in regard to what's going on in Florida, for um for for Cincinnati. And um, we'll see what happens. But listen, again, my biggest concern in, in regard to Tua was his ability to stay stay healthy, and we'll see what happens. Hopefully, he'll be able to uh, to to play on Thursday night, tomorrow night against Cincinnati. Let's go to Mike in Hillside. Mike, welcome in. Hey, Anita, how are you? Great, good evening. Uh, I just want to say, first of all, I think it's uh, amazing how two calls in a row, you know, I'm a massive Dolphins fan as well, so two uh, Miami callers in a row on a New York station. Gotta, <laughs> gotta, gotta love it, gotta love it. Right. Um, so touching, you know, touching on what he just mentioned with Tua, and being a Dolphins fan, um, I think, like, for me, uh, first of all, listening to you talk, I agreed with everything you said, like having the, you know, to be able to, the pocket awareness and being able to, to function and read defenses is massive. But being a Dolphins fan and seeing the turnover from the time that we lost Dan Marino, right, to Dante Culpepper, where we got him off of a massive injury, and now, like you mentioned, Tua, 
off of a massive, I mean, it was not a small injury that he had in college. Mm-mm. We're talking about a big injury. And, and I think for me, I would much rather have, all of my friends always ask me, oh, if you had a chance, you would take Lamar Jackson in a minute. And yeah, the excitement is fun to have, right? You watch football for the big plays, at least I do. Right, I go to the games. Everybody's like, watch it at home. No, I go to the games to actually see the big plays and have the whole crowd around me go crazy with me. So I understand that point of having a fun quarterback to watch. But let's be honest, right? The Giants were, okay, let's not say great, but they were consistent for a good 10, 15 years because of Eli Manning being durable. You know, and for me, my my quarterback that I always want, I've always wanted um, uh, Brett Favre, right? The guy was durable. The guy played through everything. He had a rifle for an arm, and and he had I mean, okay, his accuracy could be in question a little bit with all the turnovers, but he was durable quarterback, and you knew he was going to play every game, and he was going to put it all out on the field. Yeah, uh, Mike, I, I hear you, and thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, one of my favorite nights of football was it was unfortunate passing of his father, and then news broke that he was still going to suit up and play for the Green Bay Packers. And I, I don't know what what he passed for like over five hundred yards and five touchdowns that night. Like, like, like one of the most unbelievable, in my opinion, one of the most unbelievable performances I've ever witnessed uh, watching football as long as I have. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we all want a Brett Favre, <laughs> but you're right. Durability, durability is, is definitely, I, I would say durability is up there at, at top five and, and one could argue top three for sure. Um, let's go to, is it Sorrell? Sorrell? Sorrell in Brooklyn? Yes. Hi, welcome in. How you doing, Nita? Great. Everything you said was true, you know, but, um, I look at sometimes, you know, the game has changed. I mean, like, if you look at basketball, NFL is the biggest conglomerate. Now, now you got to step back. They take extra steps to shoot a jump shot. These guys that's coming out of college, the run, the run option, that's what it's all about now. The game has changed. You don't have yeah, to but, but, but here, but here's the, here's, but here's the thing. Who, who's winning with that? Chicago Bears aren't winning with that. I'll tell you what, Trey Lance would have won with that. Nobody to win with neither. The only the only the only team the only team the only team that's winning with it is the Baltimore Ravens. You know why? Because no, they, they because they committed they committed not only their personnel that not only their scheme but their personnel to it. Okay. That's why the Ravens are winning with it. They've committed. They are all in. They're 100% in. You're right. You're right. You're right. Neither you're 100% right. So if you get a quarterback like that, wouldn't you commit your team to the quarterback that you drafted with the five and six and the three pick? Wouldn't you commit your team to that? Yeah, but it's – and I appreciate the phone call. It's just – it's – Here's another thing. It's it's a it's it's two it's it's two two tiers here. Number one is the Baltimore Ravens committed to the scheme and the personnel that they've put around Lamar Jackson, but also they've got one of the best front offices in the NFL. 
Okay. They have one of the best front offices in the NFL when it comes to drafting and when it comes to free agency. Let's go to Jonathan calling in from LA. Jonathan, welcome in. How's it going? So I was talking about uh, Drake uh, London. What do you think about him? Like, I mean, I got a feeling that he's a really good player, really good Atlanta Falcons player. And um, what do you think about him, Anita? Yeah, I'm jo- yeah, Jonathan, uh, and, and thanks for the phone call. Yeah, I, I do. I like Drake London a lot. Um, I'm, I'm really intrigued by this Atlanta Falcons team. I know Bill Parcells always said, you are who your record says you are. I, I will question that when it comes to the Atlanta Falcons. I, I, like, I like what they're doing offensively. Um, I like what they're doing with Marcus Mariota. I like what they're doing with Drake London. They finally got uh, Kyle Pitts involved this past week. I like what they're doing with Corderell Patterson in the backfield, utilizing him as a running back, even though he's listed as a wide receiver. Um, their offense is very unique, and, um, and, it, and it's benefiting Drake London. And I think Drake London has a really good shot of winning Rookie of the Year. There are a lot of really exciting young rookie wide receivers this season, Garrett Wilson being one of them for the Jets. I just, I just don't know if this Jets offense is going to be as successful as we've seen the Atlanta Falcons offense be in playing to, to Garrett Wilson's statistics. We saw one game. I think we just, I, th- I think we were, I think we saw just the tip of the iceberg in regard to like what we can realistically expect from Garrett Wilson here in New York with the Jets. But I just, I, I see this Jets offense sputtering somewhat. And if that does happen, then Garrett Wilson won't get, won't get the statistics, um, and so I, I, so I think his talents will fall by the wayside because of that. Just my two cents. 800-919-3776. We come back, um, you know, let's, uh, I, how about we this? We come back, let's, let's talk about tomorrow's game uh, against, uh, against Cincinnati and, um, and the Miami Dolphins. I'll, I'll give you some insight in regard to what I think about that, where, where I'm wagering, <laughs> where I'm going to spend my money heading into Thursday night football. So we'll do that when we get back. And then Bob Wischusen is going to join us at the top of the hour at 9 o'clock. So uh, voice of your New York Jets. So stay tuned for that. Coming your way soon. 90.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. A lot to fill you in on. Uh, As of right now, the Yankees, they are still up 3-1 against the Toronto Blue Jays. It is bottom of the six. Uh, Garrett Cole was taking a no-no into the fifth, but gave up a hit, and yep, it was a home run. So uh, he's given up a home run in seven straight starts. Um, his second largest streak of home runs per start in his career. Um, his longest was back in 2019, where he gave up 10 straight, 10 home runs, or I should say a home run in 10 straight games. Yeah, that's how we want to phrase it. So you understand it properly. So so there's that. Um, right now, the, uh, the Marlins are up on the Mets 3-0. Washington is up on Atlanta 2-1. Okay, so that's where that stands. Um, and you guys, Aaron Judge is 0 for 3? 0 for 3 or 0 for 4? What is he right now? I believe I believe it's 
either 0 for 2 or 0 for 3 um, because he grounded out in his last A-B. Right. And he was, he was, so he's, he's, he's 0 for 2, but he was walked. So. Yes. Right. So he's 0 for 2, but he was walked. And I think his, his first at bat, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. 0 for 2, one run, one walk, and his batting average is now 313, which I believe is still first in the majors. So. Um, well, it was 314 coming in. Yes. Where is um where's where's Bogarts? Hold on one second. Let me um let me see. Hold on. Wait a minute. Yeah, so Bogarts is down to 309. And uh so yeah. So he's probably yeah, he's probably still up there. And and obviously is we've been talking about an opportunity for him to win the triple crown as well. So there's that and then also um we were talking about the act, the the actors and actresses that are being sent to baseball games. Um, with these really weird smiles as a um, a promotion for the Smile movie. So, um, which, by the way, guys, I, I think is I think is I don't know about you guys. I think it's brilliant. I think I think it's I think it's a brilliant PR move. Don't you? I mean, it's a great PR move. Besides, it's scaring the living bejesus out of like everybody who doesn't know about it and thinks it's just some like crazy people like sitting behind home plate, like with that like devilish smile. But that's the whole point of the movie, supposedly, is like if you see the smile, then bad things are in for you in the near future. And uh, I saw the trailer; I laughed at it. So that should tell you how great of a horror movie it should be uh, once it hits theaters, if it's not in theaters already. But, uh, did yeah, you did brilliant. you see did you did you see the brunette was it last night or the night before did you see the brunette with the funky smile I, at, at that point in time I didn't know that this was a movie PR stunt I did see that she's been I just make, thought this was like a weirdo rounds, I yeah I just thought well no they have they have they have a, a variety of of actors and actresses that now are are doing this but that was the first one we saw was the brunette and I was just like what's going on here this chick's weird right I, I i didn't i had no idea i didn't know i didn't realize that it was you know a pr stunt for the movie sounds like a good idea though if if um you know they tell you hey we're gonna put you out a baseball game you get to watch it for free all you guys do is just smile in front of a camera and get caught and you could just stay there for the rest of the day i wouldn't right? mind doing that you know football season's here if they tell me hey go to giant stadium watch this giants bears game on sunday all you gotta do is just stand front row or near midfield and just smile creepily. I would do that. Um. Yeah. Uh, so uh, totally weird. You'll see highlights, I'm sure, all over ESPN. But know that it is a PR stunt for the new movie Smile. Just FYI. Uh, 